everyone. This is Lisa Welsh with Microgreens for growers and consumers. I hope you guys are having a swell week. My week has been kind of interesting, a little too dramatic in my opinion, but what can you do? Sometimes life has its own plans for us. So today we are going to talk about our next uh, vegetable, microgreen, that we're going to discuss the nutritional benefits on, which would be turnip. Now, interestingly enough, I did not know all these things about turnips. Because honestly, if I was a little girl, I thought those things looked really weird. And I didn't want to eat them. Now that I'm a full-grown adult, luckily my perspective has changed. So, ready for our fun facts? Fun fact number one. Did you know that turnips are among the oldest and hardiest of vegetables? They, they used to grow wild in Siberia when dinosaurs roamed the earth. And they got an early reputation as a food for p- poor people and farm animals. Some evidence shows that the turnip was domesticated before the 15th century BC. It was grown in India at this time for its oil-bearing seeds. The turnip was a well-established crop in Hellastica and Roman times, which means, which leads to the assumption that it was brought into cultivation earlier. And you know, in Roman times, the turnip was the weapon of choice to hurl at unpopular public figures anyway. And in the 15th century, a turnip eater was the common term for a country pumpkin or bumpkin and in Charles Dickens novel if you called someone a turnip you meant that he or she was a perfect idiot turnips are also carved out as lanterns for Halloween festivals in both Ireland and Scotland hey Um, the heaviest turnip weighed 17.7 kilograms or 39 pounds and 3 ounces it was grown by Scott and Marty Robb from the United States who presented it at the Alaska State Fair in September of 2004. That's a long time ago, but that's a really big turnip. Could you imagine eating that turnip? I wonder if it would taste differently. You know how sometimes when things grow super big or super small, they actually taste differently? I would wonder if that would be the case. But I don't know. I'm not going to go to Alaska or try to find the biggest turnip available and taste test it out. Not going to happen today. Did you know that turnip leaves are eaten usually as turnip greens? I bet you did know that. Um, They also call them turnip tops in the UK. And they resemble mustard greens because they are closely related in flavor. So... You know a few things about turnips. But, did you also know, well, as I just said, they have a sweet flavor, kind of similar to a mustard green. So basically, it's a sweet, peppery, radish-like taste. Um, The roots, the young roots, are mild in taste, and a little crunchy, juicy texture. Um, You can use um, roots just, you can use the young roots just raw in salads. Um, And that's commonly what people do with them. Otherwise, as you know, 
If you're talking about a full-size turnip, you're talking about people prepare them for soups and casseroles and dishes like that. Um, there are a large variety of turnips. As a matter of fact, I think they said, I think I read somewhere there are 30-some different varieties of turnip. It's not in my notes, but I believe, I want to think that's what I read. There's like 35 varieties of turnip, most of which um, are not grown for human consumption. They're grown for animals. Um, just so you know. Oh, yeah, it says right here. It says large variety of turnips, the large variety of turnips are cultivated as a source of food for cattle. Mm-hmm. Because our cattle need to eat turnips. Because even... Our meat needs to eat as vegetables. That just sounds weird. Um, as I mentioned earlier, turnip was cultivated as a source of edible oil obtained from the seed in the past. It was a stable food in the ancient Greece and Rome. Oh, but during the wars, man, those soldiers were mad. Because in World War I, when meat and potatoes became scarce, they had to eat turnips. And it was so bad that they literally labeled the winter period from 1916 to 1917 the turnip winter. Um, so, why do we care about turnips? Like, what are they going to do for us? Are they good? Are they good microgreens? Do they taste yummy? They do taste yummy. But why do they matter? Look. If you don't know this by now, then I don't know why you're listening to me. But listen back, listen up. I personally believe that these vegetables, microgreen vegetables, because of their increased and multiplied, well, however you want to, amplified nutritional content is so significant, I think you're a fool if you're not eating them. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I was actually at a meeting yesterday where we were talking about um, the town opening back up and, you know, what was our biggest thing. And honestly, it's not the COVID that I'm worried about. It's the education of the consumer that doesn't realize that plants are medicine and that we need to really be careful of what we're eating and what we're fueling our body with because we wasn't meant to consume McDonald's, just so you know. Okay. And I'm definitely not better than anybody. I consume McDonald's way too often. Yesterday was Taco Bell. Just going to keep it real. But I'm trying. And at least I'm educating myself. And apparently if you're listening to me, so are you. So awesome. So, let's see. So what are turnips good for? Well, what are they high in, I guess? That's probably usually the next question we go with. So, turnips are high in fiber. Um... They have 233 milligrams of potassium. Um, they're very low in calories, of course. So, with them being high in fiber, they help reduce inflammation in the colon. Look, this ain't comfortable. But it does reduce the inflammation of the colon as well as the, ri the risk of diverticulitis. Oh, I think I almost nailed that word. Similarly, similarly, I didn't nail that one. <laughs> a diet filled with vegetables high in fiber can help relieve, yep, we're having this conversation, constipation, and promote regularity. 
research has shown that those who consume high amounts of carnivorous ve- vegetables, I can say the word, but I cannot say it today. Oh, you know what I'm saying. I'll put it in the show notes because for some reason, as I try to speak that word. Oh, that's weird. It won't come out. Um, Have led to a lower risk, a much lower risk of developing cancer. Thanks to the compound, which is also hugely big in broccoli. It's called sulfurane. Sulfurane. I still can never pronounce that word. Noted in the medical news today. Now, that was another study, studying the original study, study that I've talked about several times in discussions about broccoli. Look, I ain't a doctor. I don't pretend to be a doctor, but I've seen people die of cancer for no reason. Because I think that the food that we eat can be health to us. And I think if we know more about what's in the foods that we eat or what is available, we might make better choices. And if we make better choices, it might help. And I really don't think anything in here said if you eat turnips, it's going to make your head shrink or you're going to have some kind of ailment. No, it's all going to be for the good. So really, if you're not eating your vegetables or if you have, like for me, if I have cancer risk in my family, guess what? I'm eating every vegetable with sulfuvane in it every day because... I don't want to go out like that. And I hope nobody else does either. And I'm sure nobody actually does want to go out like that. But maybe, maybe we can change things by eating vegetables. Of course, check with your doctor because I am not one at all. But wouldn't that have been fun? I could be doctor. Hmm. I don't think I'd like that. Besides, malpractice insurance is way too expensive in the United States. So, one medium turnip has 233 milligrams of potassium. Now, your body needs that mineral for just about everything, including helping your nerves send signals and keeping your muscles and heart in good working shape. So, when you don't get enough, you're at risk of high blood pressure, stroke, kidney stones, brittle bones, and high blood sugar. See all the negatives? If you don't eat your vegetables, you have all this bad thing. Hmm. Just saying. Okay, turnips have plenty of other benefits too. Um, Turnips also have glucosinates, which is a plant-based chemical that may help prevent all forms of cancer from breast to prostate. Just saying. So wait, they found another thing that's in vegetables that can help reduce the risk of cancer. I have read an article, or I listened to a podcast. I don't know if it was someone's theory or if it was actually fact. So I'm, I haven't fact-checked it, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Just because I'm very curious, and if you do know anything, shoot me a message because I would love to know more. Um, he, the, the premise was that basically we are all... We basically all have cancer in us. Um, and that basically when cancer becomes prevalent is when our bodies are no longer able to defend it. 
so that we pretty much always have cancer all the time, but it's not a risk to us until our bodies can't fight it anymore. Which I found to be kind of interesting. Um, so I don't know if anybody else heard that. Um, I usually listen to pretty widely popular podcasts like mine. I'm just kidding. Well, actually, I'm not kidding. My podcast, I think, is pretty popular. At least to me it is. And hopefully to you. So, again, what else can turnips do? Well, they can help with your eyes so you can see better. Um, turnips are also rich in the antioxidant lutein, which, again, keeps your eyes healthy and ward, wards off problems like macular degeneration and cataracts. Hmm. Also, just so you know, dairy isn't the only way to build strong bones and stay one step ahead of bone weakening diseases like osteoporosis. Turnips also can increase your bone health because they have a significant amount of calcium, which also helps your heart, your muscles, and your nerves. So, let's see. Yeah, I don't see one negative effect of uh, eating turnips. Now, how do we grow turnips? What do we do with turnips? Do they really taste good? And have you ever seen the big bulbs? See, a lot of times people confuse turnips with rutabaga. A lot of people also consume, or assume that they are, um, what do they think? Oh, a root vegetable. But they are not. So, let's see here. What you want to do when you're growing your turnips. Okay, we grow microgreens, so we're not talking about growing crops in the yard. Um, but if you would like to grow them in your yard, you can certainly Google um, the old Farmer's Almanac, and they have great uh, tips and whatnot, always right there, for anybody trying to grow the full-scale vegetable. I just would like to take the vegetable at its smallest version, with the most amount of nutrients, and eat it there. So, pretty much, turnips are very easy to grow. Um, they're basically what I would consider a green microgreen, which means put them on, on some felt, put them on some, any kind of substrate, give them some water, and they're going to grow. They're fast to harvest. Um, I think they're seven to ten day crop. Pretty fast, delicious. Um, I think they actually taste better at that younger stage than they do when they get older. Because they're they, they're more tender. So, what you want to do is just plant them like you would any of your other brassica family. Um, and also just, you know, they like a dry bed, but a wet head. So, you want to keep it kind of dry, but wet at the top. So, those are about the things that I got for you. Now again, with all your microgreens, you don't want to consume them. You don't want to cook them. Why? Why would you want to cook them? Or why don't you want to cook them? That's a better question. Well, if I cook my vegetables, it's the same thing as in I've cooked the nutritional content out of them. Same thing with like canned peas or whatever. If I heat them to such a temperature, there's no nutritional value there. Same thing with iceberg lettuce. Did you know if you eat iceberg lettuce, 
Don't know if it's actually proven. But my mom taught it to me when I was little. That if you eat iceberg lettuce, basically the only thing you're consuming is water. There's really no nutritional content in iceberg lettuce. That's why all the other lettuces are more common. All your spring mixes and whatnot. So, I hope you guys are having a great day. I hope you learned a little something about turnips. If you didn't know that about turnips, but you want to grow your own, find us at vitalityfarmscompany.com. You can order a grow kit if you want. If you don't want to do a whole grow kit and you just need some seed, you can buy uh, seed packets from us. Or if you need a larger quantity of seed, shoot us an email at info at vitalityfarmscompany.com. And we'll get you a quote depending on what the volume is that you need. And I think that is it. But please, people, grow some vegetables. If Oh, did you hear that? That was my dog. I tell you, you're noisy. But I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys eat your vegetables. And if you have children, make sure they're eating their vegetables too. Because there are lots of fun ways to get your kids to eat vegetables. And honestly, I haven't met a kid yet who doesn't like microgreens. They may not always like mustard or radish because of the, the bite. But I haven't met a kid yet who I couldn't get to eat their entire daily portion of vita- vegetables by myself in one little session at my farmer's stand booth. Because they love it. So, if you guys need anything, reach out. Let us know what you're looking for. Next week, we are coming back at you with, I think the next one is Swiss chard. I actually thought Swiss chard was going to be this week, but it is turnips. So, have a great week. Talk to you next week. 